You don't like my strap on? Damn Wagoneer and his double barrel strap on. Grabbing a ding dong. I mean, it was just kind of sitting out there. I felt like somebody had to grab it. It's perfectly normal. That think... sort of thing changes day to day. I'm starting to feel really uncomfortable. Who's he? What's now? Nothing. There's a lot of ways that this could go. Okay. Well, we went there. I guess that's how <laughs> yep. tonight's going to go. Right to it. Hello and welcome. Thanks for joining us under the library. This is an actual play Call of Cthulhu podcast and we do it live with no editing or script. We build this narrative together in the moment. And if you would like to make better stories in your tabletop role-playing game, check out our other show. It's called Up Your RPG. It's all about how players and GMs can foster a more supportive, collaborative, creative, and ultimately more rewarding RPG experience. Again, that's Up Your RPG, and you can find it wherever you get your podcasts. With that, let's get to a show. My name's Arthur. I am playing Buddy. For the second show in a row, we've got a full house. So, I am here with Rick as Sam, Emily as Colette, Wayne playing Sister B, and Scott as Johnny Dante. As always, our keeper is Michael. Michael, the show's all yours. Thanks, Art. Under the Library is a horror tabletop role-playing game set in the Call of Cthulhu universe with horror and other unsettling imagery featuring mature themes played by immature people. If you've ever wanted to squish a pixie to see if it makes your thumb glow, you're definitely in the right spot. Not Safe for Scott is your signal. The following information will be graphic. If you're concerned, skip ahead, but stick with us. And now to Emily with last episode's recap. Thanks, Michael. So Sam, still between the two train cars, saw men pass carrying a wrapped body. He enters the prep car to find Johnny securing the body and giving orders to carefully clean the blood. Sister B, still clinging to the top of a different train, was able to open the hatch of another car and peer inside. She saw a veritable army of strange humanoid figures, not statues, but instead jiggling with the movement of the train. Colette continued her conversation with Amanda, but became suspicious and started to question her. Amanda admitted that her official research area is beauty pageants, but her true obsession is investigating strange events. They hear a knock on the door and Johnny Dante enters the compartment. Back in the rear compartment, Buddy hears the book speak to him, imploring him to read it. He eventually responded when the book claimed knowledge of his father and also said something else killed Eddie and then escaped the train. Finally, we ended the session with Sam in the supply car, grabbing a couple handles of whiskey and heading for the dining car. All right. Who's going to get us rolling? Sorry, no pun intended. Yeah, bad one Uh, Sister B was on the cusp of a vibrating sister hole (laughs) Jesus No No. (laughs) Well, we went there, I guess that's how tonight's gonna go Right to it Well, with that, we're going to Sister Sister B B. (laughs) 
Okay, why not? There's a whole bunch of people in there already. (laughs) (laughs) No! (laughs) Uh, (laughs) In there jiggling. Not okay. (laughs) Not safe for anyone. (laughs) Sister B gets... Make sure she has some tie-downs before she goes into a... No. Vibrating sister hole. You can't not be too careful in these things. They are very dark and strange inside. Could be deep. Jesus <laughs> what is happening? We're not going to get anywhere if you break the keeper. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, so you lower yourself. I'm not even going to make you roll. But you lower yourself uh, among all these jiggling bodies. And you can now see that they're attached to the ceiling by these uh, oh. cables. Oh, and then she looks up. Uh, she um. Oh, if we can uh, retcon it, because I was going to say this at the beginning, she would have gone back to suitcase. No, we're not going back and doing that scene at all. <laughs> uh, she would have grabbed a flashlight from her suitcase, which is uh, was on the other train when, when she was over there. So uh, if she could... Flick on small small flashlight, and she has flashlight so that which she would shine up and see what these cords are attached into. Yeah, so they just go down and they hook in. You can now see they hook into the back of these bodies, and you can clearly see that uh, it doesn't connect for Sister B. In fact, I think Sister B, mm-hmm. of all things, Sister B would have to make a sand roll for entering this space. Absolutely. Um, so these bodies are they are they how real yeah, or lifelike? Well, let's see. Let's see this, how this. Uh, oh, because Sister B, she. Uh, I should, let's see it how the sand be, roll goes. Yeah. It could be a train full of nuns. Here we go. Um, ooh, twenty six. She she does okay. So she, her adrenaline's going. She's able to stay focused. It flicks for a little bit. She senses train full of nuns, but no, these are these are dolls. These are statues, and she she looks at them. These are not human, and she she's she's talking out loud because she does that to her. So these are not human, and she she are there? I just need like is are they jam packed or the space in between them? I need a no, little reference. Th- th- think of it like uh, hanging meat in a meat locker, right? So there's one every like two to three feet. Oh, so their feet aren't on the floor. Correct. Yeah, that's why they're jiggling. Oh, in okay. Fact, some of them don't have feet. Some of them are just bodies. As you, as you lower in, right? Some are just torsos. Uh, some are ah. missing arms. So... This would be a big question. Where uh, things are not connected, are there wires or or human veins? What would be it? it, it this makes sense. She hasn't seen anything like this. This this is this is strange. We know yeah. robots now, but I, she and, right, and that's that's why I wanted the sand roll. So the faces are incredibly lifelike, mm-hmm. and uh, but but as as she moves the flashlight down, uh, the bodies be, uh, appear to be series of interconnected gears. There's wires running through them, mm-hmm. um, but none of them are like on, so to speak. Oh, big question. She has suspicion uh, from some of the things that have happened, and she knew from the wake. Uh, perhaps some fluid. She looks on floor to see if any fluid is dripping from these machines. And on Oil. that, we'll cut right. to. Uh, what are we cutting to? 
We'll cut to Colette and Johnny Dante with Amanda. So Amanda just invited you in. Colette has not said anything. Sure. So I'm going to, I'll introduce myself, uh, Johnny Dante. I'm with uh, the FBI. Oh, um, yeah. You said your that. Names you're, are... you're, you're a police officer. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, so uh, your name is? Uh, I'm Amanda. Amanda. I will you're... quickly make eye contact with Amanda and say, uh, my name's Lulu. Uh, okay. Um, and I'm I'm going to sort of look at you both. And I, uh, so first I'm going to say, all right, uh, Amanda, and what's your last name, Amanda? And uh, I've got Aman my, my notebook. Amanda LaFleur, but what's your name? Amanda LaFleur. Okay. Uh, Johnny Dante. Johnny Dante. Oh, nice that's such you. a, such a masculine last name. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, and Lulu, well, Lulu, what's your last name? And I'm looking at you and I'm looking and I'm sort of turning my head a little bit. I mean, I feel like maybe I recognize you, but I'm like, Lulu, uh, Lulu, what's your last name? Uh, it's Dante. Minkton. Wasn't Dante an author? I'm, I'm sorry. Hold on one second, ma'am. Uh, Lulu, what's your last name? It's Minkton. Lulu. Lulu. Now, Mink why are you collecting names? Oh, ju just just getting some information. And L Lulu, uh, and I'm going to I'm going to look at Lulu and I see the brown hair. I see sort of the sort of features and uh, I'm going to look at her hands and see if, if I see any kind of distinct markings on her hands. Sure. And I don't think you'd really have to roll on. I, yeah. I'm looking I mean, I gave of... him a distinguishing characteristic. I'm fine yeah, with I'm, it being distinguishing. Yeah. yeah, yeah I'm it, looking for sort of any staining or anything. So you'd see the charcoal staining on her fingertips, um, okay. but not on her, not on the palms of her hands, like very much on the, on the fingertips. So it resonate with uh, an artist. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to look at Lulu. I'm going to say, so Lulu, and you can hear a bit of emphasis on the name, say, uh, uh, Johnny Dante, maybe you heard my name. I think we might have a friend in common. Uh, Eddie, Ten Fingers, Dill Dingendorf. I uh, had a long conversation with him and he told me about a friend, some friends of his, some people that he's he's come to trust a lot. And he asked me to help him out. I'm actually here talking about this because... Uh, I know something maybe happened. Uh, I see. Ooh, I see. You're taking notes too. We got, we're in the same line of business, taking notes with this stuff. Um, yeah. So Amanda's so, writing as you talk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm just gonna say. So would you would you maybe say Lulu that uh, I'm I'm somewhere in the right ballpark with this? Did Eddie say anything about a he Lulu? He did. He did. It's a, it's something that maybe if you're comfortable, you and I could have a conversation in private. Um, so, you know, we can certainly finish this conversation. It doesn't even have to be private in, in, in a car or something, but you know, I, I just, it's, there's some information that Eddie shared with me. And, and if you're the person I think you might be, I'll check it. Then I, it's not information that I necessarily want to share, even though your friend here seems like a, a, a lovely human being. I don't think I'm ready to leave quite yet. Did Eddie tell you about anyone else? He did. He did. Uh, he told me about a couple of his friends. I just met one of them, a guy named Sam. He's uh, living up to every expectation that Eddie set for him. Um, and and he is, told your, me, is your friend Eddie as strong as you are? Uh, well, Eddie is dead. 
Ooh, what happened to Eddie? I mean, I'm so sorry to hear. Is he? Yeah. Are you okay? Uh, no, I appreciate it, man. So, and uh, and I'm gonna turn back and see. Yeah, and there was there was another one. He was a good buddy of his. Um, and uh, I'm I'm you know looking to maybe connect with everyone because I feel like there's some things I can I can help his friends with. Um, I got some additional information from the bureau, and I I definitely don't want to impose. But uh, when you're ready to talk, I'd love to talk to you. What did he tell you about me? Mm, it, so I got to ask, are you comfortable with me sharing this information in front of, is this a good friend of yours? She's taking notes and, you know, your story is your story. I don't want to share your story. Well, you asked me my name and then delivered it back to me. And I don't know you and you want me to go somewhere with you. I would prefer sure. to stay here with Amanda. I totally get it. Totally get it. Um, What I'll say is that the name that you gave me it's one of the names of yours that he gave me. And there was maybe another name. And uh, he said that I might hear both names. Maybe you should tell me that other name. Okay, Colette. I will definitely do that if you'd like me to. Okay. So you knew Eddie. Eddie was a good friend of mine. Yeah. And I'm just, uh, I'm trying to find out what happened to him and how he gets a big hole in the middle of his stomach. Um, and I didn't find any residue and I'm just doing some digging on this and I'm wondering, he told me that there was some stuff that he didn't understand that you guys were working on together. And I'm hoping that you can maybe get me some information about it. Yeah, maybe we can talk. Uh, right now though, I was just wrapping up here with Amanda and I need to go check. Well, I need to go check on buddy. I'm a little worried about him. That's actually you the can next come thing if I you want, you can do. both come. But I need to get back to my compartment. Sure. I, that's what I was hoping to find him. I, I ran into him for just a couple seconds. He seemed like he was freaked out and he needed a chance to catch his breath. But I'm hoping that I can maybe get some information from him as well and see if there's anything that I can do to help him because he seemed like he was just barely holding it together. And conveniently at that moment, was I, I don't think we even shut the door here, right? No, 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 no. Yeah. I kept it open. I'm so not, I, would say I, I didn't want them to think that I was like trying to muscle my way in or something. So No, just trying to that... take Colette to a second location. <laughs> uh, conveniently at that moment, Eddie, I mean, Buddy would be walking by the compartment, right? Is that right, Buddy? Yeah, I mean, I think while they're in there, um, and, and definitely not walking by, like marching by fast. Yeah. Yes, um, much better. Yeah, yeah. Sort of head here. down and trucking forward. In the in the course well, of talking, do we see him? Well, yeah. So yeah, that's what I'm Johnny saying. walked yeah. in the door, we're probably looking out. Would I? Yeah, I would see imagine that around? you. Would... I don't know. Johnny's a yeah, pretty big dude, large-shouldered man. Maybe I can't see around him. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I was just kind of banking on the fact that y'all would see Buddy as he's making his sure. way up. Yeah, sure. Maybe I'm like standing, sort of half in half out but facing you know what i mean well so in I'm that not... case then oh my god buddy and i'll just head out does that handle it <laughs> <laughs> buddy uh so Buddy's definitely on a mission um uh, and mm -hmm. i guess i will i will turn uh while walking and say yeah i'll i'll, I'll be back in a minute um and uh 
where are you let me just and i'll just follow you okay and try to talk to you while we're walking okay like what yeah, do I'm, you I'm still following behind. have the book the, it, no no it's, it's back there good don't, don't good. talk about it i i just wanted to know you're okay I, 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 no i'm not okay but I, i'm okay uh, I got, I gotta, I gotta find out something in in the in the car up here. Okay, and so like, let's still go. cruising forward, like uh, that's like an over the shoulder while yeah, walking. Yeah, well, thing. I'm just following yeah. you. Okay. Um. So. Well, there's probably a whole string of us. <laughs> yeah, right. and as you walk into the dining car, buddy, uh, problematically, they're in the last stages of mopping everything up. Okay. Um. And- and probably what would catch your eye is the broken window above the seat where right. Eddie died. So that's the first thing is that he, you know, he's definitely gonna look around. I keep going back and forth between he and I. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna go in, and you know, the first thing I'm looking for is windows, uh, any sort of exterior window. Yeah, and so the it's the you're look. Are you talking about the window above where Eddie? Uh, above any where window. Eddie died? I'm just looking for any window. Yeah, so, so if, I mean, if the I first notice one quickly, is you walk then... into the car. Eddie was in the booth on the right, and as you look to the right, there's a there's a window right there. Okay, um, it's broken. Is it clear for me to get into that window? Can I walk up to it? Sure. Yeah. Okay. They, I mean, they've cleaned but... up. They've removed the body. Yeah, it wouldn't okay. be an issue. And the outside of the window is the rushing by, right? Like it's to the outside of the train. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. The uh the guys that are in there are they clearly the the like the cleanup crew? Well, I mean, they yeah. clearly work for the train. They're not really. I mean, it's it's a it's multiple. It's not just people responsible for cleaning. All right. Okay. Conscripted um, cleanup. Ex- crew. Yeah. Excuse me. Excuse me. Did you were you the 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 fellows who cleaned up this room? Yeah, I mean, he he made us. Okay. Yeah, and at this point, um, I'm sort is of there, trailing in. Is is there okay. was there was there glass inside this this window here on the floor? This 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 broken piece here. Uh, could that have been something from the outside, like a rock or something hitting, hitting it? I I didn't clean up no glass. Yeah, and I'll I'll jump in and I'll say, hey, hey, buddy, remember I, we introduced ourselves. I'm Johnny Dante. I'm Eddie's friend. Yeah, yeah, FBI uh, guy. Did you see yeah, any uh, any glass in, was, inside yeah, here? So, so there was no glass in here. That's why I think it was an explosion, because something propelled that out, and there was nothing that shattered inwards. So oh. it looks like something exploded out of his stomach, although I'm not finding any shrapnel or anything to support that. That's what's so freaking me out here. But I feel like something exploded out of him and exploded out and broke that window outwards. Because everything, if you look at the direction of the break, it looks like everything is breaking outwards. And there's there's just all, all the indications are that something went out. How big is the hole and is there any shape to it? Yeah, so the hole is circular, which is kind of uh, weird. Perfectly circular. I right, uh, pretty pretty perfectly, and it's about oh uh, five or six inches in diameter. Oh, that's way bigger than I was thinking. Yeah, okay. and and is my vision uh, correct that it it I can see like when glass breaks outwards, you can see that it starts to like bend. You know what I mean in the direction that the things were going. Am I seeing like some directionality? in the glass that looks like something went out of the train. I made that assumption, but I should have checked it. Well, there's no glass inside the train. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, uh, that's I know, a, but that's I'm saying a big the, hole for yeah. a hole. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the whole, uh, the odd thing about the hole is there's very few fissures that come off the edges of it. Oh, um, it's like a clean hole. Oh, it's, it's not yeah. perfectly clean, but it's pretty like for the size of the hole, it's pretty clean. Yeah. Okay, so, so it's, say, so and, it's and a something... slightly dirty hole, but mostly clean. All right, the first thing I do is clean the hole. Put your head through it. <laughs> um, so, and I'm, yeah, and I'll say, look, and, and look, whatever came out, it was going fast, right? Like something slows, it's going to break more. This thing is, I don't even, do you, so I'm going to look you right in the eye. I'm going to say, buddy, do you have a guess as to what made this big, dirty hole? And I'm going to cut to Sam on that big, dirty. Please Sam. do cut away from this. It's yeah. the same walks in and he goes, you guys talking about that big, dirty hole? No. So I... <laughs> and so I'll, I'll be making my way back down now uh, with the alcohol through the uh, chamber with all the staff members, I suppose, would be next. Yep. And I'd look at them and I would say, I, you know, has any, I would say, who who here was working, uh, working, uh, helping move the bodies back and forth? And they all look at you. And they're just shaking their head like well i'd like to buy you a drink that's why for your hard work oh i did i moved some bodies and like everybody's oh. putting up their hand like yeah i moved some bodies <laughs> this is in the kitchen car he's in uh, this is the staff car he's oh, not okay, even yeah. in the food prep car yet okay. um and i'll and i'll say all right well uh grab some cups y'all i'm gonna be uh pouring you off a little bit here and so, I mean, everybody's producing a cup or some sort of like thing that you can fill with the booze. Okay. And so, I, you know, I'm I'm not doing a ton. I'm doing a little bit in each because my, my plan is that this alcohol needs to last basically everybody on the train or I'll get more if I need to. But um, not want to tip my hand here, maybe a little bit, but uh, I'm pulling them <laughs> each just a little bit. Okay. And I'm, and I'm telling them, you know, and now if you get a headache right away, I want you to let me know. I got a doc who's got some good medicine uh, down in the back of the train that might be able to help patch you up. All right, this is potent stuff. I, I just, yeah, thank you. That's perfect. <laughs> thank you, thank you. And I'll just, I'll just make my way forward down now into the kitchen car. And uh, is there anybody in there? Uh, yeah, no. So the kitchen car is pretty full because, uh, or not pretty. There's, there's at least four or five people in there. And they're like trying to deal with all the food stuffs that had to be taken out, and um, and trying to like figure out somewhere to put it. But they're also really like disturbed because somebody just put a body in their freezer. So yeah, Wait, and so I, I'm sorry. I, I'll do the same. I just I just need to clarify. It was originally a fridge, and then at some that, point sorry, last yes. episode I, you no, said no, freezer, no. and I just wanted to make sure yeah, that it's not that, that's a, a freezer. That's a keeper mistake. It's a refrigeration okay, got it. unit. Uh, nope. Yep. No worries. I just want to make sure I'm picturing the same thing. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. To yeah. Interrupt. And so I, I'll come into that room. I say, so you all were helping here with that body. Is that right? Uh, I didn't touch that body. No, no, no. I'm just trying to figure out as a, you know, I, 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 I want to appreciate uh, the hard work of this crew here and uh, maybe pour you all. Oh this yeah. Bit I of a moved drink. all the food out and <laughs> I cleared it out and you know, and I got I have a real important question though. Anybody get any of that blood on them? And uh, and they're all they all start like looking down at themselves. And... Now remember on the way in, at least a few of the people I did that, I, I got like a 
a, a really good spot hidden. I didn't see any blood on them. Wait, so did the keeper just was... roll a 100? Pretty fucking close. The keeper rolled a 99. Oh, man. Uh... These, these poor kitchen people. So oh, they look no. down on themselves and I like, just want to say they all have for like blood all over their faces, all over their clothes. They're like, no, not me. <laughs> yeah, and and so, but that's exactly what's happening, Scott. Is as they're looking down on their clothes and they're like, I'm clean. But what Sam is seeing is like blood on their cheeks. I didn't fuck the roll up <laughs> on their neck. Um. Yeah, so basically they have blood on them, but they can't see it. One guy turns around, and like his back's just covered. <laughs> they rolling around in yeah, there. He was in there leaning the on it. The other guy. Well, no, he just All had right. his back to Eddie when Eddie exploded. Are there like are there two bloody handprints on his ass? <laughs> <laughs> Where's one of his uh, Dildingendorfs? Okay, so I'll uh, I'll pour them. Some I found shots. the tenth finger. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> God. Uh, so I'll pull them some shots, and I'll say, "Now I need, I need you all. Just let me know. This stuff's pretty potent. If you get yourselves a headache, all right." And they're all. I mean, they're like they down them as soon as you pour them, and they like put their glass right back out. So well, I got to make my way down. I think everybody needs a little, uh, little hit of uh, mother's milk here, so to speak, on my way down. And I'll just make my way out of the transit. But if I got any left, I'll, I'll be right back and hit y'all up. And I'll ask them for their names. What the fuck is <laughs> wrong with y'all tonight? <laughs> but God, I love you. All right, so we'll cut away from Sam pouring drinks and moving along. And Sister B, is that actually? I'm. Uh, I'm fine if you want to do Buddy Colette and Johnny and come to Sister B for at the end. Okay, we'll do that. Oh, yeah, that's me. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. us. Um, All right. So, so we're, we're still you three looking at the window. We're still staring Did at the hole. Also, come with us. Why? Absolutely. And she's got her hair like pulled back in a ponytail, and she's like, but um, uh, Colette, you're fully on to Amanda's game, right? Like that. She has completely since uh, Johnny entered the scene. She is c- putting on this facade to to make him think she's a different person. I did catch that. Yeah, it was no, subtle. It was really played. subtle. Very <laughs> subtle. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So you just okay. asked me something. Uh, you just asked Buddy something about What's your number. Uh, no. Not, not hurt. Uh, um, Johnny, um, just ask Buddy uh, something about. We're talking about what made the hole. Yeah, yeah. And I was asking if you had noticed anything. Um, like, so what I said is, look, I feel like it's an explosion. It looks like some kind of projectile, but I'm not finding any evidence, any any powder, any residue, any shrapnel. Do you have any idea what might have happened and what came out of him? that made that hole and that killed my friend. I I don't have any evidence either. I I, I would just be guessing. Uh, but I I I'm okay with the best guess I here, can buddy. tell I think there was something in his stomach and it forcefully made its way out of his stomach and continued out this window. And right, I, so and, oh, I'd like oh, to cut ahead. in at this point actually mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I am just sort of listening on the sidelines to this conversation and I'll say buddy when I met Eddie he was already not eating he was gaunt he I mean 
And when, when Could, you say did anything eating, happen to him before the book? My jaw drops at the not eating. And I'm like, yeah, we're not talking about Eddie. Eddie, Eddie, Eddie eats like a champion. He should have gotten paid for it. I knew Eddie for a month and don't think I ever saw him eat. Yeah, he, he had a real hard time eating for quite a while. Uh, and then all of a sudden he started eating again. A lot. Mm. Well, so we know when he started eating again, he had that book that he found in the house that you have. That we we know when he started eating again. Sorry, but <laughs> but he does one of these when things. He stopped eating. Yeah, I'm sure. Opening his eyes wide. <laughs> Did anything happen on the Bay. before I met you? Before. <laughs> I mean, did, so I guess he didn't always. I guess this, this is a keeper question. Does Buddy know about the thing in the theater? I don't think he does. And for the listeners, this was a um, some sort of thing crawled up his leg. Oh, the rat crawled up his leg. I mean, he um, kind of like yelled. He he made a big show. Of... I have a recollection of making a big show out of it. Yeah, he made, yeah. was, but was it look for the rat? Felt like something crawled up my ass. Yeah, but I, I, believe, that... I believe that's a direct quote from Eddie. <laughs> was no, that, but was Buddy was there? I felt like Buddy was further <laughs> buddy away. Was, he buddy was, was there? there. No, okay. yeah, I mean, you were right there. I yeah, you okay. were check. right there. I yeah. have my old book. And again, yeah. I mean, if, serves. Man, I oddly, it was me. such a memorable scene for me. I, you don't have to go back and check. I remember, okay. Okay. I remember Eddie exclaiming this out, and and Buddy be yeah, Buddy would remember okay. this. So sure. the the question is, would Buddy? Uh, so okay, that but Buddy was there. He did know that that happened. Would he put two and two together in this situation? You make an I, idea I, roll. I, that that's, that's that we got to leave like, that up to I the felt dice. Like it was a that is, there. and that is uh you say an idea roll? Is that a thing? Yeah. Is that uh, knowledge? No, that's intelligence. 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 Okay, thank you. Oh, it's a 17, um, which for <laughs> Buddy is a hard success. Yeah, so you would... Why did you just giggle at that? It's happy that maybe we'll yeah, figure out what happened. Oh, okay. That's a pretty exciting. Okay. Like if you'd missed it, we would make. never know. I, I thought it no, was. I thought it was. He, oh, buddy's going to fail a seventeen. He would know, but there would have been a serious sanity roll involved with it. Okay. Okay. So, oh, okay. There would just be more consequence. Yeah, yeah. Essentially. Okay. Uh, so you know, there there was this time, and I guess now that I think about it, it was kind of right, right before. Eddie stopped eating, right? Because we went to the diner afterwards, and he didn't—he wasn't hungry in the diner, and he said that was weird. But we were in this—that's weird—in this theater um, where where the magician used to perform, and Eddie was saying there was there was a rat running up his leg, but there was nothing there. He turned around and he said there was a rat my, going up my ass, and there was nothing. There was nothing there. There was nothing on him. And that then, town is cursed. just after that. He stopped eating. So, buddy, you understand, right? He never stopped eating. Yeah, I, like, I remember he was real upset about it. He and was. He took I guess me we to had, restaurants. We had spent some time together you. before then, right? Because uh, we had been going around doing the investigation yeah, thing yeah, before yeah, that yeah, point. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He 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 did. Yeah, he he did love to eat. And about this time, as you're contemplating this, the door to the car the, at the opposite end slides open, and there's Sam standing with a shotgun and a bag full of booze. 
Do we know it's well, a night full look of booze? Who... Probably not, right? I mean, yeah. it's, a, it's a full sad, yeah. sad walk mm-hmm. in, and I'd say, well, look who it is. All my favorite folks here gathered on one little spot. Well, I got I, I got to say, guys, we have been through hell and high water so far on this little journey of ours. And I think it's just a right proper time for us to just uh, chill out, maybe uh, celebrate uh, the passing uh, or mourn the passing of Eddie Del Dingendorf. <laughs> and I will uh, pull out some cups. and pour... I'm going to make my way back to Amanda, having potentially made the connection that she and Sam are in a face off. Face off, no face off. Yeah, and, and that would be as you as you see Sam enter the car. You turn and Colette. You would catch, uh, you would catch Amanda reaching into her waistband. Okay, well, as I was already moving her direction, uh, yeah. I will just stand in front of her and lightly place my hand on her hand and just say. This isn't the time. And she says, oh, whatever do you mean? That nice gentleman who's entering the car, uh, what a hero he's been. Mm. Well, thank you, ma'am. You're so you're so right. I just I've just been trying to make sure we settle everyone down and honor the brave folks here on this train for cleaning this mess up. How hospitable of you. And I'm just pouring. I'm pouring some shots uh, into cups there in the car, and just setting them out for everybody, and saying, uh, and you know, taking one and raising it myself, and saying to Eddie, uh, uh, "Sam, I'm not. I'm not drinking right now. I, 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 I can't. I can't be drinking right now. Thank you, though. It's yeah, very, very nice of you, Mr. Wagoneer. I'm not. I'm not drinking anything either. I'll be celebrating my friend a little bit differently. Well, I, I think I must insist." Uh, no, you, you, you don't get to insist anything, Sam. Uh, that that's really nice of you, but um, I, I'm I'm not I'm not having a drink right now. Thanks. And well, buddy, here's, you can turn here's, back to the to the window. Here's the problem, buddy. Here's the problem. Um, I don't know who's infected on this train. I'll just lean into Amanda and say, "Okay, it might be the time." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I'm gonna say, what do you mean inf- infected? And why do you, why do you think you got to give someone liquor if you think they're infected there? Well, uh, uh, results of my preliminary investigation, sir. And I'm no FBI man, but uh, I, I know a thing or two because uh, I've seen a thing or two. And uh, we've had a number <coughs> of people who uh, got some sort of infection, and as a result, uh, they became uh, 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 abnormal. They started acting different and uh unusual from their baseline uh uh reports of from their friends that they just weren't who they were in some fashion and and when we gave them alcohol when they took alcohol you know not intentional uh it seems that it triggered some sort of reaction from this infection and uh, it caused their heads to explode and uh, they develop a headache beforehand uh this is all some speculation from a simple country farmer but uh looking at your friend Eddie and his poppins, I worry uh that there may be some uh infection that he may have seeded here in this room. And I just worry about it spreading and getting across the communities. It may be contained back in Albuquerque and we may be seeding a epidemic. 
Uh, so in just re- just a quick clarifying uh, question. Buddy is Buddy is going to turn and leave. You said the which, people's heads which direction? Explodes. Back towards back, Buddy. Back okay. towards the compartment. Yeah. So you said people's heads explodes, but his stomach exploded, not his head. Well, that's what I'm saying. Who who knows if that's a part of this or not? I'm just saying you don't normally see body parts explode, be it head or belly or what have you. And no, I couldn't agree more. That's I'm looking for the explosives. I'm looking to find out what happened. And I'm saying I think it's a chemical reaction potentially, and a trigger for it could be alcohol. And if that's the case, we need to know who's infected and who's not. And I'm just saying I'd feel much more reassured that we're not in danger in the rest of this great country. If if you all join me here in 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 a, in, a, in a shot, I've already cleared the folks on the front end of the train, and I I'm just trying to make sure we're doing our due diligence here. Yeah, I'm sorry, uh, Mr. Wagoner. It it sounds like you've got a very goofy hypothesis. I don't know that there's much evidence behind it. And your solution with this hypothesis is to just give people fucking alcohol and find I mean, out I, if their heads explode. I mean, I think it's a pretty elegant solution. I'm uh, sorry no. if it blows your mind. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. <laughs> so, no, no, Mr. Egan, I got to ask you to stop giving people alcohol and trying to make their heads explode. That's just, that just doesn't make sense to me. I don't want to make their heads explode. I'm saying if they initially maybe contaminated, maybe it helps, helps, helps cure them. I mean, who knows? But my point is we won't know one way or the other. And, and I think this just has to be done. Pellet's going to slip out. Okay. And and uh, Phil, who was part of the cleaning crew, taps you on the shoulder, Sam, and he says, uh, I'm willing to uh, take another test. Get <laughs> <laughs> this cup out there. <laughs> uh, Go, Phil. I, says, I say, oh, Phil, I like you already. And I say, are you willing to help me out here uh, slinging some drinks for a little on the side? Oh, uh, I'm happy to. And I'll say, I'll say, well, listen, Mr. Dante and uh, uh, Amanda, and I guess Colette, you slipped out with her without Amanda. I don't know, but I would I say, know, did uh, Amanda follow me? Absolutely. Great. So you all, you can finish your investigation here, Mr. Dante, but uh, I'm gonna finish mine, and I'll just start making my way out out uh, to the next train car. With oh no, with so Phil. you're following us with yes. with Phil. Okay. Uh, hold on, hold on a second, there, Mr. Wagoneer. This is a federal investigation. And I'm going to ask you to hold on for just one minute, please, sir. Uh, what do you mean, hold on? I'm just walking back to the back of the train. That's Did you walk past live. me and ignore when I asked you to hold on? Well, I'm, I'm you're talking to me as I'm standing with Phil, and we have got some alcohol. What do I see? Did you walk past me or not? When we walk, I'm just standing. I think there he's talking. I think he's talking to you. I okay. think he's answering. You, you your said question. that you did not. I got it. I thought you were describing that physically. You went. Okay. No, no, no. I think he was saying that to you. I got it. So, Mister Wagoneer, I need to ask that you you just no more giving people alcohol. I need you to stay in this car for a second. I've got to get some stuff figured out here. Um, but if why you need me in this car? If you've got a hypothesis that people's heads are going to explode by giving them booze. And we're trying to contain this thing. Do you think giving people alcohol is the best thing? Let's just say you're right. I don't think you're right, but that's okay. I've been wrong before. Let's say you're right. And their heads start exploding. It's just going to make it worse. We're going to get this train to a place. We're going to stop the train. 
we're going to get the FBI involved. We're going to investigate this and we'll make the determination. I mean, Mr. Johnson, I just need to have look, yours. I'm just an FBI guy. I'm not going to I'm not a scientist. We are a farmer. And we'll cut from the debate between the two characters as Colette and Amanda and Buddy move towards the back of the train. And we're going to check on Sister B, who's shining this flashlight in these rows of uh, essentially mechanical bodies that have been hung from the ceiling. So these dangling uh, torso, some of them, some of them full bodies, some with one leg, two leg, arms missing. Uh, she was putting a flashlight down towards floor to see if there's any fluid or anything that was on floor, like oil, if they're mechanical. Interesting. Yeah, and make a spot hidden for me with that. Uh, 37 gives her a regular success. Cool. And then... Um, all right. And then also give me a sand roll with that. Oh, missed it by one, a 53. She has a 52. <laughs> okay. So. All right. So she's, she's, uh, let me see what the consequence here <clears throat> on that. We're going to say, Ooh, three points of sand. So, Sister B is rolling across the floor with her flashlight beam, and you can kind of get the sense of this eerie moment, right? There's there's essentially the torsos, in some cases mm -hmm. legs, in some cases wires of bodies swaying back and forth with the motion of the train. There's the constant rumble, and uh, what we hear is um, the the train going down the tracks you see glints of fluid nothing mm -hmm. spectacular but it does seem maybe some lubricating fluid has has dripped down to the floor but what you what you hear is you're scanning the floor and the the hairs on the back of sister b's neck starts to stand up and um you hear apricot is that you Sister B uh, uh, steps back at a little bit of a shock, and she says, "Apricot," and she she goes over to the side door at this point, and okay. she she's a little taken, and uh, she looks up, and are all the tor the torsos and the figures? Uh, I assume they're a bit of jumbled, not all facing her. Perhaps there's heads in the corner on crates. They're, they're I don't all know. facing in the direction that the train's moving, and they're ah. swaying back and forth. So she's in the middle, so there's some forward of her. Yeah. Okay, so she heard something, but I don't think she, with that sanity roll, that she'll be thrown off. That was weird, and voices in her head. So Apricot, she's heard that name before, and she, she talks out loud. She goes to the door a little shaken, and she wants to open the side door of train car, like the previous one, just a little bit, and she knows there's that latch. And so she pops that little chain, and she slides it open for air, and she wanted the light to see the floor, but she heard this word, and she goes, shakes her head, and maybe she does power roll. I don't know. She shakes her head and says, "Oh, that—that that is strange. That is a—that uh, is name that I have not heard in long time." And Apricot, are you looking for me? Where's the voice coming from? Uh, from the front of the car. And and, says, and as she starts to walk and shine the light. The faces become more real 
on on these people. There's there's men, there's women, there seem to be children's faces. Does some of them uh, almost seem to have expressions? Yeah, 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 absolutely. They seem almost lifelike. Except this sleeping. Is, <laughs> this is unnerving. So she goes very slowly with one foot in front of the in front of the other towards uh front of a train car with it going back and forth uh towards uh where she thought she heard uh this voice which is familiar voice in her head she goes that there is a very odd apricot is that you that is a there is only uh one person that would call me that name and and it's as she gets closer to the front of the car, uh, she, she hears apricot. I am over here. She turned. She uh, will turn the way where the voice was, and with the flashlight and a vivid jerk of her hand, she would swing it over that way and see if there's a, a figure that she can uh, isolate that the voice is coming from, and see if it's a full figure, a part figure. It makes no sense. It must be a full figure if it's talking. It's really messing with her. Um, there, there's no arms. There's no legs. It's just a torso with some wires dangling out of it. But in her eyes, it's Richard's face talking to her. She goes goes up to it. And uh, she. I assume at her height, she has to look up. And she shines flashlight directly on, on face. And she says... And, and the eyes look down at her right into the flashlight beam unblinkingly. And uh, and Richard had the most curious amber eyes out there, and she looks at the, his eyes with flashlight. Are his eyes the right yep. color? Yep. That would freak her out. <laughs> there was no one with eyes like that, and she was called apricot only by one person, by Richard, and no one would know that. And she says, "This is I guess the three points of sanity." She says, "Richard, I, I knew." I knew you weren't dead. You are alive. It is you. But of course I am apricot. And that's where she starts to swoon and reel. <laughs> and then he says, I knew that you would find me. I knew that you would come looking. So I would say, uh, I hand this over to the keeper, but uh, she doesn't make a sanity roll and uh, or a power roll on that one. I just did one. And she would hold her hand up in front of her, still trying to hold the flashlight, but it would tumble from her hand, rolling across the floor. And she would start falling backwards, bumping into torsos and figures hanging from the ceiling towards the open door. And I'll leave it to you. Uh, make a... Let's see. I'm going to actually make this roll and just see what happens here, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what's your dex? 80. Yeah. She's stumbling back and forth between all of these bodies, and her mind is flooded with memories of being with Richard as a child. and Feeding him these... apricots. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and euphorically colorful visions, uh, and and the the light from the passing train as it it moves through a tunnel and the whole thing goes pitch black and then light pours through the train again and it kind of blinds her as, as the bodies slam into her and she falls and she bounces her head against the wall and she's knocked unconscious and will cut for the evening. 
that is going to do it for us tonight. Until next time, you can find us at underthelibrary.com. Don't forget to check out our other show. It's called Up Your RPG and can be found wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, for me, for Michael, for Wayne, for Emily, for Rick, and for Scott, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time under the library. Sister Hole, Sister Hole, Sister Hole, 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 Sister Hole. Sister Hole? Is this where the Sister Hole textbook came from? Sister B was on the cusp of a vibrating Sister Hole. Sister Hole, Sister Hole, Sister Hole, Bob, Bob. Here's our first album. Sister Hole! You know, essentially like the the blood sponge for the, you know, children of Narcolep. Narcolep? Narcolep? Whatever. Epidemic. Sister Hole.